Hi, welcome to TTELT, Teaching Tips for English Language Teachers, a program of educators worldwide. I'm Amy Alice Chastain. I am going to be guest hosting this podcast today. And with me are Dr. Eileen Hale, Jennifer Gonzalez, and Kira Sage, all members of the Educators Worldwide Board. In today's episode, and all month long, we're going to be talking about project-based learning. So I think the most logical place to start is with what is project-based learning? Um, Jen? I look at project-based learning as many different options that you can work with with your students. It makes the language learning meaningful and applicable to their lives. It gives them a reason for it. Some examples would be doing tasks with your learners or having them find problems to solve within their community or their school and then working towards that. It could involve letter writing campaigns. It could involve taking measurements to build a pathway at the school or make a gate for the school. These are just some that I've done with other school kids that I've worked with. So really it can take a lot of different forms. It could be small and simple. It can be completely virtual based or it can be big and in the world. And Eileen, what is project-based learning to you? I echo Jen's thoughts that it's very multifaceted, but also can be seen very simply. Any kind of project you can do in your class or in the community close to your class. One just popped into my mind that I did when I was working as an English language fellow in Albania. I asked my students to create a project that would serve the community using their English. So they created brochures for taxi drivers that didn't have enough English to serve their international clientele. And so they made it bilingually in Albanian and English, and it was a great project, and we distributed it to taxi drivers, and they did interviews with them for the language that they needed for their business. That's just one simple project, but there's a plethora of opportunities to develop different kinds of projects for any needs in your community and or even in your school. So the world is open, (laughs) but the idea, as Jen mentioned, I think is giving them real practical hands-on use of the language that serves a need, a purpose. Yes, so you said hands-on use. What are some other ways that PBL might be visible to someone from the outside looking in on your classroom? Posters are often things that they create, products that they create, if you will, books that are created in class. Kira had mentioned storytelling and having students create their own books about their lives. Yes, in that case, I will share about Notion. And through earning that digital literacy of learning how to build your own page, to write, to be able, a California standard is to be able to write two pages Mm -hmm. in one sitting, tight. So we did this with the student's passion and to be able to voice his self-expression and love for space. Mm -hmm. Teach me about everything you know about space, Mm -hmm. about the Andromeda's galaxy. And so he did. He learned how to embed his images. He learned how to start with an introduction, have your body paragraphs, and of course, end with a conclusion. And he taught me a lot about space. So you're talking about writing. What are some other skills? Many of our teachers listening may be teaching skills-based classes. So what are some other skills that lend themselves to project-based learning? Eileen? Interviewing, I think, is a great skill that you really have to practice your oral language skills. Mm -hmm. And 
going back to my previous example, my students had to interview the taxi drivers and see what language do you really need for your clientele when they get into your taxi? <laughs> what do you need to ask them and respond to? Quick example, or doing um, oral histories of family members in their community. But doing those interview skills, I think, are really helpful as part of the project. And Jen, I think you have something to add? Yeah, I was just going to say, it really can touch on all skills. So you can use writing, you can use many different types of writing, because writing a business type letter where you're requesting materials or resources or donations for something is very different than writing a letter, let's say, to thank somebody or bring awareness. Maybe you're writing a letter to the newspaper to have an awareness. But you can also have oral presentations that you're conducting for these same purposes, um, asking local businesses to support a project that you're doing to help the community, or even asking friends and family. And it may be um, another way to think about project-based learning when we're doing the English, going off of what Eileen has said with the taxi drivers, it could be finding other ways to help people in the community um, access services that they may need in English, and so working kind of in that translation type role as well, and really valuing that space um, that you can be a person that has strengths in multiple languages and use that. So as I listen to you speak, I'm, I'm imagining that th with this type of learning that there's much more going on than just building language skills. Um, so can you talk a little bit about the affective skills or um, how it might affect motivation um, when you that you're seeing as a result of using project-based learning. Kira? It's sharing, really. It's sharing, this is what I love, and now I can say this in multiple languages. Um, so I got to learn about Mungujam. Mungujam is a type of store that are usually located next to schools, and they have all these cute little pens and erasers, and it's really fun to bond with my students about what type of sticky notes, or is it a gel pen, is it a Sharpie, and learning that, that through their self-expression and being, being able to really connect with others despite whatever language. That's a great example, Kira. I'm hearing you mention some things that, that sound like kind of transformative life skills um, that are resulting from this project-based learning. So I'm wondering if any of you have examples of a specific student or a particular student group that was really transformed through their experience with project-based learning. Jen? Well, mine isn't so much with um, English language learners, but I'm just going to say it could be applicable anywhere. Um, worked with I will say my husband and I worked with an elementary school to design a gate. They needed a gate at their school to help fix the flow of traffic between a new building that was on campus, but they also had to secure the campus. And instead of just putting up any old gate, they took the time to design a gate, get all of the materials donated, so they wrote letter campaigns to get donations, they wrote design work that they had to collaborate together in small groups to come up with designs, sent the designs to us, um, and then we actually built the gate for them. So this was a project that another teacher was doing and we kind of came in and helped at another step. So they had to pitch their design ideas to us through oral presentations, and then they had to vote on them. We selected the winning piece, and then we ended up installing this amazing gate that reflected them at their school. Now, in designing something that you're actually going to build and construct, 
Um, and it sounds like I heard you say, in, even in elementary school, like getting these ideas from kids. It's not something that probably a lot of all our, of our listeners would think of. And so what I'm hearing is that we can do this kind of learning across all ages. Um, but have any of you had experiences when you met with resistance, like when you're proposing something like designing a gate? How would our listeners um, kind of respond to that for people who think it may not be appropriate for all ages? I personally helped design a program for a K through 12, no, I should say K through 8 school. And we were focused, so we had a grant for service learning projects, but the reason I mentioned this is because we intentionally found projects that were started at kindergarten and went through eighth grade in this context. And they were simple projects. I say simple, meaning in the context. We had one school juxtaposed with a Latino community. So it was an Anglo school primarily with a Latino community right nearby. So we intentionally built all our projects related to the two cultures in this context. But they were very tangible, hands-on products and projects that the kids could do from learning about how to make tortillas in English and Spanish, or I mean, simple things that they could give and then sell the tortillas as a fundraiser for the school. And this is a super quick example. But you can do it starting young and going all the way up. I've done it with university students and had phenomenal experiences on their language awareness, their cultural understanding as a result of service learning projects. So I think more than anything, the challenge is oftentimes fitting it in to the curriculum, if you will. That's the pushback that I usually hear. But it's, again, going to thinking outside the box would be my answer, is like how to build it in and synchronize it somehow mm -hmm. in with the given curriculum rather than an add-on outside. What are some websites and resources that you could refer our listeners to? One of my favorite resources actually is edutopia.org. It's a website where teachers can find videos, they can find presentations, walkthroughs, so they understand each project and they can easily implement it in their classroom. I would also add there's servicelearning.org. There's a plethora of websites and lesson plans that have been created from start to finish for all age levels as well. And I like PBL Works, which is um, I think it stands for Problem or Project-Based Learning Works, and it's a whole organization. They have conferences, they do tons of things. You can get a weekly email all related to project or problem-based learning and how you can implement it in your class at many different levels. And any last advice that you would leave our listeners with? I would say start small. Ask your students, ask your kids, what are they interested with? What do they see as a need in their school, in their classroom, in their community? Start there, because the language is naturally going to come out of that question itself. Thank you for joining us for this episode today, and we hope that you'll join us in the coming weeks for other podcasts on project-based learning. We'll have one about managing project-based learning. We will have an episode about service learning and also one about task-based learning. We hope you'll look for TTELT on all the social media channels that you follow. Maybe that's Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, uh, Anchor, and subscribe for our weekly emails on ttelt.org. And our number one request this month is to go to Anchor and leave us a voice recording. We would love to hear your comments and thoughts and feedback and what you want more of.